What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Give me a second. Let me think. My my health forward. My closing the medical gender gap forward. Confidant. Welcome to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. I am your host, Kelsey Dara, and while I do know a lot about vaginas. There is a lot about the medical side of vaginas that I don't know, which is why I'm so excited to welcome this week's guest. She is the CEO, baby, uh-oh, and co-founder of Evie, a female-founded startup that builds a new understanding of the female body, destigmatizing vaginal health, i.e. the female body should be a medical mystery, honey. Welcome to the show, Priyanka Jane. Thank you, Kelsey. Wow. I wish I had that hype up every single morning. We would be in a different world. I'm just going to record that clip for you, send it to you as your like alarm yes. in the morning. We'll get you hype. We love to I guess our, our guests here. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be on your show oh my in particular gosh. and so appreciate everything you do for destigmatizing so many conditions in the female oh my body that deserve to be talked about. Stop it. This is the podcast where I'm supposed to be complimenting the shit out of you. <laughs> Let me do my job. No. Stop. Okay. So like I have, I want to start in a million places, but I think the best place to start is why do you care about vagina health? <laughs> what a question to start with. <laughs> um, well, maybe I'll start with telling you a little bit about how I got here because yeah. I feel like that might give a little bit of insight into why sure. I care about this. So my background is actually in the kind of data science AI world mm. where I spent the past 10 or so years, wow. um, both learning on the theoretical side and then also actually spent the last five years building um, a very different company, but using algorithms to try to make the hiring process more fair and effective. Mm. And I've always been really interested in this idea of like, how could we actually use data to make the world a more fair place versus just kind of perpetuating a lot of the problems that already exist. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the company I was at before was doing a lot of that in the hiring process. It was amazing to see how much more fair decisions mm. could be made if you mm. actually like built ethical algorithms in the right way. But over the past two years, I think everyone was thinking more about healthcare than usual, given the state of the world. Yes. <laughs> um, I was dealing with, I think every woman, you know, has her own version of the story, but my version was that I was dealing with a whole plethora of mysterious health problems. Mm. It was like going to the doctor and being told like, maybe you should sleep more or like, <sighs> maybe you should drink more water or maybe you're stressed. It sounds like you have a hard job. Oh my God. And I was like, are you kidding? Is anyone ever going to use data <laughs> to help me make decisions about my body? Wow. And you know, you go to the doctor every year and you do your like whatever annual physical if you're, you know, good about that. But either way, you know, I was looking at the data saying like, how does everyone decide that I'm mm. fine when I don't feel fine? Why <laughs> is there such a disconnect between yeah. whatever we're measuring mm -hmm. and what I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. And as I started to look into it, um, that was when I realized that women weren't required to be in clinical research in the US until <laughs> 1993. 
And exactly. That's what happened to my brain. Yes. I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. I was like, of course we don't know anything that's yes. going on with me. We've never, we've studied women for less than 30 years, right? Or oh more specifically, God. we've only studied the female body for 30 years, right? What? And to this day, <laughs> um, women are on average diagnosed four years later than men across 770 diseases. Okay. Fuck. So like, we're just, <laughs> we're just terrible, terrible at understanding what health and disease looks like in the female body uniquely. Mm. And I became really curious about like, what are all the signals our body is putting off that mm -hmm. we're just not tracking, we're not measuring, mm -hmm. but if we did, we could do a better job actually predicting risk of disease earlier, diagnosing disease, better stratifying disease so we could treat it in a more personalized fashion. And I was like, huh, I wonder if there are signals that we're not paying attention to in the female body. And it turns out that <laughs> what's going on in your vagina is a really important one of those, where wow. not only is it the cause of the most common conditions in women, right? The things we've all dealt with, bacterial vaginosis, recurrent yeast infections, recurrent UTIs, aerobic vaginitis, cytolytic vaginosis. I mean, there is a long tail of these infections. I mean, bacterial vaginosis alone affects 30% mm -hmm. of women every single year. Wow. So it is a huge problem in yes. terms of the prevalence. And I think all of us can attest that when these things are going on, it is all the you can think worst. about. It <laughs> really affects our quality of life, our yes. mental health, our emotional health, our relational health. Mm. Um, and what blew my mind is that on top of the fact that these are these incredibly prevalent and frustrating conditions, mm. um, there's all of this research showing that the vaginal microbiome is then related to everything from fertility to preterm birth mm. to cervical cancer progression mm. to STI acquisition. And I just could not believe that as a person with a vagina, mm -hmm. I could not access this information on my own body. I mm. couldn't understand proactively and preventatively what was going on. Was there anything that I should be worried about or that I could take preventative action on. And when you think about, you know, signals in the female body that could give us a better sense of health and disease, it turns out that our vaginas are a really important part of that. Um, and I'm happy to do a little like science lesson on the vaginal microbiome because I feel like uh, I say the yes, word vaginal please. microbiome. That's why we're here, baby. Is there something specific you want me to start with or just a little 101? Oh my gosh. Well, give me the 101s because any confidant here has definitely come across an episode where I have talked about my vaginal issues under the sun. And so we've gotten like the, the surface level, I think of a lot of the basics, but yes. for people who maybe, I think a lot of people who are listening to this with vaginas aren't even going to know those 101s. So please hit us with the 101 sis. Okay. All right. Let's see where to start. So microbiomes generally, we've heard of those. We know that there's one in our gut. We know that there's one on our skin, in our mouths, you name it. Turns out there's also a microbiome in our vaginas and microbiome really is just like a fancy word for like bacteria, fungi, communities of microbes that live <laughs> together on a certain part of your body. It's right? a whole city down there. <laughs> basically. I mean, honestly, yes. Yes. It's a lot of, there's a big population down yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> But what's interesting is if you think about the vagina and kind of its structural role within the female body, mm. right? It's essentially the connection, the gateway between this outside world that is full of pathogens and different microbes and bacteria, good and bad, just like, you know, the war zone out here. <laughs> and then there's some of our most important reproductive organs, right? On the other side of the vagina. And it turns out that we've essentially evolved with this community of microbes that do a lot more than just like hang out down there. Mm. It turns out that they actually, uh, when the vaginal microbiome is in this healthy or protective state, mm -hmm. it's actually playing what I would call like a little local immune system role. Ah. And the way that it's doing that is there's certain types of protective microbes, the most common of which are called lactobacilli. Maybe yes. you've heard of that yes. on probiotics <laughs> or in yogurt or you name it. And what those lactobacilli are doing 
is producing a lot of lactic acid, hydrogen peroxide. You know, when you get a little of that white discharge, it's actually mm -hmm. like your vagina producing that acidic environment. Mm. And that's actually amazing because it keeps the vagina too acidic of an environment for any other type of pathogen to survive. So as you're I love that. in the world, as those pathogens come in, it's just too acidic. And they're like, I can't survive and thrive here. And it's able to actually keep the rest of your body, you know, protected in that way. But I always say, God forbid women live their lives. You <laughs> have sex with someone, you sit in your swimsuit for too long, mm -hmm. you have too long of a period, all of these things that can mm. introduce new microbes or increase the pH of your vagina. <clears throat> and what happens is some of those disruptive microbes can start to make a home. Mm. And over time, they start to increase the pH, reduce the acidity as they start to spread. Mm. And then what you see is you no longer have that protective barrier between the outside world and all of our um, organs. Mm. And the way that that manifests to us as women is all of the symptoms that we're way too familiar with. Mm -hmm. Discharge, odor, itchiness, you know, mm -hmm. just feeling like you're going insane down there. Mm -hmm. But what's also happening is that without that protective barrier, we're at higher risk for so many things mm. of fer fertility treatments, not working of preterm birth mm. of cancer progressing of acquiring STIs. And if you think about it logically, it kind of makes sense. It's like mm -hmm. we have this barrier <laughs> when it gets disrupted, we no longer have that barrier and a lot of other things can happen. And what's so frustrating to me about this entire condition is that it is so poorly researched, yes. so poorly understood, even yes. though it affects so many people, it causes all of these expensive health outcomes. We still define bacterial vaginosis, which is like the broad term mm -hmm. for literally any dysbiosis <laughs> of the vagina, literally is clinically defined as an overgrowth of bacteria. Like it is completely nonspecific <laughs> to what's going on. And we have not updated our clinical definition mm. since we invented sequencing that could actually look at what was going on. So ever since wow. we could actually see it, we still haven't changed our clinical practices. And to this day, our treatment is just a bomb, an antibiotic that uh -huh. we throw at it. And then we hope that something different grows back, which is obviously not what happens. And up to 80% of women continue to recur in these infection cycles mm -hmm. where not only are they so frustrated, mm -hmm. but they're also at risk for all of these other conditions. And I just think this is all insane and <laughs> deserves way better data to help us understand what is health, what is disease? How do you move people between those things um, in a much more intelligent and personalized way than the insane ways that we treat these conditions today. Priyanka, Jesus <laughs> Christ, girl. First of all, I need to just take that clip of what you said and play it to every young vagina owner across the country from elementary school, high school, college, because the way you explained that took two minutes and it's the most in-depth and clear way <laughs> I have ever heard what's going on in my vagina explained to me who considers that themselves to be a vagina expert. Like that is very kind of you. That I, was amazing. I mean, Frustrating. But I mean, but amazing. so much, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so much of this is stuff that we've only started to discover five, 10, 15 mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. And so it's no one's fault that like, mm. I mean, maybe the fault of people who decided not to research it or spend money on it, <laughs> sure. or, you know, the system that we live in has many problems, yeah. but it's not our doctor's fault, right? Yeah. It's like, they just haven't had access to the tools or right. the information. Right. No one's, just it's been such an ignored problem which is so wild to me given how obsessed we are with so many other microbiomes mm -hmm. given how big of a problem it is mm -hmm. you would think that since it costs the system so much money we would pay more attention to it um but weirdly it's just been really ignored and it's something yeah. that we feel really strongly about not only changing the clinical standards of care but also like 
demystifying this, destigmatizing mm-hmm. it, right? Like mm-hmm. all of us have these problems, like mm-hmm. statistically, basically all of us, right? Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be scared to talk about it. We should be talking about it because let me tell you, most male investors I talked to had never even heard of bacterial vaginosis, oh even though it affects 30% <laughs> of people with a vagina every year. So <sighs> I think we have to be talking about these things and platforms like yours have to be elevating these conditions Absolutely. so that we can finally get the investment and time that it deserves. I mean, speaking of investment, this would be the perfect time to bring in the conversation specifically about <laughs> Evie, which I am holding right here. If you're not watching on youtube.com slash Kelsey Dara, this is such a great packaging and system for so many reasons, which like, first of all, I get a thousand of these from so many different companies all the time. And I'm always like, ugh, so wasteful. So like, I'm just going to throw it away. But the first thing I saw when I got this pack was open here to close the gender health gap. And I was like, these bitches are my kind of girls. And you open it up. And I mean, even the flaps inside give you information that I had not heard my entire life of having a vagina. And I want to know what is Evie and also a fun fact about um, what you, I got my little package from you guys and it also had an Evie hat and my boyfriend wears it all the time. Uh, and before he leaves to go to the store, he goes, I'm going to put on my vaginal health hat and he puts it on and then he goes out to the world and he's basically oh my God, stole I love it from that. me. So I love the merch. I love the, the conversation around it. But tell me like what exactly is Evie and what are people getting with this product? Of course. Of course I can do that. I mean, first of all, you're, we'll send you a new hat so you can both have, we can, yeah. you can both have hats. We have found that uh, our male counterparts are obsessed with that hat, which yes. is like a hilarious uh, unexpected development. Yes. Yeah, but you know, if you want a hat, reach out to us at uh, supportedevy.com and maybe we can get you a hat. We've been thinking about selling the hats because everyone's obsessed with They're them. good hats. Um, but no, great question. I mean, so the pl- way we decided to start was to actually give women and people with vaginas access to this information directly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The standard of care it hasn't changed yet. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, people deserve to have the information around mm-hmm. what's going on in their bodies. Mm-hmm. So what we developed, you just showed it to everyone, um, an at-home vaginal microbiome test. Um, it's the first test to use something called metagenomic sequencing. Well, which girl, break that, that down. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the TLDR is that we use really good technology to make sure that we're actually finding everything that's present, right? Mm -hmm. And part of the challenges in vaginal health are that, you know, classically, like everything in women's health, we fail to bring a lot of the newest technologies to the space. Mm. And one of our goals is to say, you know, there's all of these studies and all this research done, but it's all using like a little bit of an antiquated technology that we Mm. know we can do better. Mm -hmm. And so we're not getting answers to the questions that we deserve. And part of what we're doing is saying, let's bring the best technology to this problem. Let's start to look at the data at, you know, the most granular and specific level. Mm. Um, Because, you know, one of our mentors said it so well, right? It was really hard for us to find treatments and cures for cancer when we just called it cancer, Mm. right? And then at some point we were like, it's actually lung cancer. Mm. And then at another point we were like, it's actually the mutation of this specific gene. Mm. And once you get to that, it's a lot easier to say, here's how we change that. Mm. And the problem with everything in vaginal health, and I would argue a lot of things in female (laughs) health generally, is that we're still at the like lung cancer level, right? Like we haven't actually gotten down to like what are specifically the issues so that we can solve them. Mm. And that's a lot of what we're trying to bring to uh, with with our test. But tangibly to the consumer, (laughs) what we actually do is you order the test. Anyone can order it um, directly yourself. We ship it to you. 
you get to open it to help close the gender health gap, as you said. Um, you take a swab. It's like a little Q-tip swab mm -hmm. of your vagina. It's easier than putting in a tampon, as mm -hmm. we always say. Um, and then you send it back to us. We do that crazy testing that I just explained. <laughs> um, and then what we do is we make sense of the insanity, right? Mm -hmm. So if you tell us that you're pregnant or you're in menopause mm -hmm. or these are the symptoms you're experiencing or you have this IUD, we take the information from what we actually found in your microbiome and help put that all in context for you so mm. you can understand what is everything going on in my vagina mm -hmm. how is it related to my health or my health goals mm -hmm. and then what can i do about it should mm -hmm. i be talking to my partner about different forms of contraception that could actually be more beneficial for my vaginal mm. health should i be talking to my doctor about different advocating for myself about different treatments mm -hmm. or symptoms that i might have or things i might need and just helping you know, people with vaginas have access to the language and the knowledge mm -hmm. about how to advocate for themselves out in mm -hmm. the world, make changes. And then what's really cool is that your microbiome actually responds to changes you make, right? Mm -hmm. Unlike your genetics that like never change. Yeah. When you, you know, change partners, change birth control, change your diet, mm -hmm. your supplements, mm -hmm. your medications, you name it your vaginal microbiome responds. So mm. a lot of what we try to do is help people see over time, how are the decisions and interventions that they're making to improve their vaginal health mm. actually working or not, right? Mm. Because we're all unique people and being able to understand what works for you might be different than what works for me. 100%. And I love how personalized it feels. And my next question is like, what can someone expect to get back in terms of like results? Because I originally reached out to you guys because I was so desperately looking for something like this where I didn't have to go to my gynecologist. Absolutely love her, but she did move farther away from where I am. And also <laughs> it's, you're so right. It's like, I get the information back and then I get an antibiotic and I hope it goes away and it's always recurrent. I am someone that gets chronic, yeah. this, that, and the other. So I was like, should I get this and do it when I'm feeling a little, no pun intended, fishy or should I wait until I'm feeling optimal vaginal health because what should I expect to get in terms of back yeah. health results and is this something that I should be like maintaining every six months with you guys or am I doing this you know once a month like what should a, a, yeah. a, a consumer expect that's such a good question so we would say our test is kind of like a it's a tool for you, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking about every person with a vagina as a scientist on their own body, right? Like you are the expert on your body. We always say that to you, no matter how many people try to tell you yeah. what is going on in your body, us included, like you are the expert, yes. right? And so for you, it's saying, okay, I really want to know what it, what my vaginal microbiome looks like when I don't feel great. Mm -hmm. I want to know what's happening there. Mm -hmm. And then we have a lot of members who come back to us and say, I'm going to compare that to when I don't have symptoms because mm -hmm. I'm really curious what's actually different. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something different than what I thought my problem was that might be more related to when I do and don't have symptoms. Mm -hmm. Or other people come to us saying, you know, I really feel like I have different symptoms throughout my menstrual cycle mm -hmm. and want to test at different points in their menstrual cycle to see how that might be affecting mm -hmm. their vaginal microbiome. We have other members who, you know, for better or for worse, are trying a lot of at-home remedies to try to mm -hmm. deal with a problem mm -hmm. that is incredibly frustrating. <laughs> um, and what we can do is help them say, like, are these changes that you're making actually working? Mm. So I would think of the test as a tool to answer the questions that you have, mm -hmm. right? Is it that, you know, you're really avoiding a certain trigger because you're scared of its effect on your mm -hmm. microbiome. Well, now you can just answer that question. You can wow. just see, is it actually affecting my yeah. microbiome? I'm going to say, you know, one of my co-founders was like, I really feel like sex is a trigger, but I don't know if that's like a narrative I have in my head mm -hmm. or if that's actually mm -hmm. the reality. Mm -hmm. And she literally used the test like 
before sex, waited a little bit after sex and tested again and was able to say like, oh, interesting, these are the shifts. How can mm. I make proactive decisions about either supplements or condoms mm. or other things that I can do to actually like mitigate this effect mm. on my microbiome? Mm -hmm. And fill in the blank. Some people feel like their period is the mm -hmm. trigger. Some people feel like it's certain foods or it's mm -hmm. stress. Mm -hmm. um, but really, it's just finally giving people answers that they deserve, and mm -hmm. they can use those answers to, you know, answer questions that they've been asking about their own bodies. Right. Um, but in terms of how often people take it, right now, um, most of our members take the test every three months, mm -hmm. which tends to be like, for example, if someone started to take a probiotic and they want to see if it's seeding mm -hmm. for themselves. Three months is like a fair amount of time right. to say like, okay, yeah. let's see if it's working. Um, but we also have members who are like, I'm going to do this 10 day intervention. And then I want to test right after that. Mm -hmm. We have other members who are, you know, doing this much more preventatively and have a really resilient and strong vaginal microbiome and only need to do this every six months. Mm. So I would say it's something that's more specific to you. Mm -hmm. People who sign up for our membership, which is mm -hmm. usually every three months, mm -hmm. they actually can work with our coaches to establish the right testing cadence based on their own goals. Oh my gosh, testing coaches, what is that? Yes. Confidants, my sweet confidants. Quick break to tell you, it is 2022. It is the year of taking care of ourselves. We have all been through it. So you know what I'm here to talk about? Better help. Baby, BetterHelp, my favorite platform, which is an online therapy platform that you can use to get through so many things that are interfering with your happiness. Things like LGBTQIA plus matters, grief, anger, family issues. They got it all. You can be matched with a licensed counselor in under 48 hours and getting therapy started for the new year. Y'all always know I'm saying therapy should be affordable and accessible to everyone and BetterHelp does just that. My new therapist is teaching me EFT technique, which is called emotional freedom technique. I mean, they are just loaded with knowledge. I'm absolutely obsessed with her and I do therapy every single week. And I want you to start living a happier life today, which is why you're going to get 10% off of your first month of therapy when you use code CI. That is 10% off your first month when you use code CI by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI and join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash ci now i know what you're thinking kelsey when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots well did you forget that i was raised in florida are you forgetting i'm a little country girl by heart i even wore my tacovas recently when i went on a ski trip with my family to colorado i wore my white tacovas when i went to the taylor swift concert and if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon uh might i remind you that beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're gonna need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacovas is Western to their core offering a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples trucker jackets the perfect jeans to go with your boots performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it 
and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Great question. So a lot, we actually got so many uh, members reaching out to us saying, I'd love to actually talk to someone about these results. I'd love to better understand. It's amazing to me how just smart everyone is. I think it's so funny. People always treat people with vaginas like we can't handle the information. (laughs) You know, there was pushback on us of like, oh, you're like, can't give this information to people. They're never going to understand it. And it's been amazing to me how many people are coming to us, they know all about these microbes. Right. They know exactly what they're looking for. Um, and so providing people with a resource who's not their doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not here to prescribe you medication by any mm-hmm. means, but what we are here to do is say, here's what we know about this microbe. Oh, mm-hmm. you're really curious about its role in fertility. Here's the three studies that have been done on that topic. Mm-hmm. Right. And really being just that expert on specifically the vaginal microbiome to help people better understand their own bodies and how they're changing over time. And we've been amazed by just the role that true empathy and education can play Mm -hmm. where, again, we're not trying to replace your doctor. I'm so glad that people have doctors who can prescribe them medication and make Mm -hmm. those decisions, but it's playing a different role of being the educator, the coach, the support, Mm -hmm. the listener, um, because so much of vaginal health is also mental health, right? And making Mm -hmm. sure that people feel supported and encouraged. Um, And it's been amazing to see our coaches being able to do that for our members. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like any other test where, you know, when I got my hormones checked or whatever, you know, I got all the information back and then I was like, yeah, but what does any of this mean? So what could a user or member expect to see in terms of like, I'm curious about what the report tells, right? So are there line items? Like you're going to test for BV, yeast, all these different microbiomes. Like, am I getting a full, like a thousand word, uh, report of all the different levels? Or are you like, you have a yeast infection. Here's what we need to do. Or like, you know, something even scarier, like (laughs) maybe like a, you know, an HPV or a cancerous thing, or, you know, what can we expect? Yeah. 
I mean, we definitely don't do the latter. So I'll start there. <laughs> um, we, so Evie does not come out and say like, you have this infection. Mm. Like our test is not made to say like, this is the, the mm. condition that you mm. have. And part of the reason for that in my mind is that <laughs> just like none of the conditions mean anything. I'm like, what does it mean to tell someone they have bacterial vaginosis, but like what they don't yeah. have. It's just like such a ridiculous term right it's actually we try to be far more specific mm. about what's actually happening for you mm -hmm. so what you get back on the other side is an actual list of all of the microbes that are present in your vagina mm. with a easy to read human explanation of what we know about each of those microbes mm. as well as what we don't know mm. right so being able to say to someone okay your most dominant microbe is you know, this microbe that's been shown to be protective, mm. but we don't know actually how it functions in these situations where we do see people experiencing symptoms and being really transparent mm. about where is research very established mm. versus where is it very novel mm. and helping people understand, you know, this microbe has been shown to be implicated in these health outcomes, right? Mm. In the study on whether or not an IVF cycle succeeds, for example, there was a lot of research on the specific microbes associated with IVF failure. Mm. And so being able to call that out for someone, right? Like say you're going through IVF, that's a great conversation to have with your doctor. Yeah. Like, can I be, what, what conditions should we be testing for? What can I do proactively? Mm -hmm. um, so it's an understanding of everything that's present, what those things actually are, mm -hmm. how they're related to any other health outcomes that have been researched, mm. and then what to do about it in terms of, should you go talk to your doctor? If you should talk to your doctor, how should you talk about mm. this? Should you talk to your partner? Mm. Should you change any lifestyle things mm -hmm. around sex or birth control or period products? Um, so it's very much kind of like a three-step. Mm. What is it? What is it? Why does it matter? And what does it mean? And then what do I do? A full fledged plan. We love to see that. <laughs> I'm curious. I, I also get, I get a lot of chronic conditions. I realize, but I used to get chronic uh, sinus infections. I mean, chronic, I would go to my local urgent care. They literally knew me by name. They'd say, come on in Kelsey. I always got to skip the line. They'd give me a shot in my ass, some antibiotics. And finally one time, this was probably the 12th time that year I had gone. And I was like, how come, and I'm, my boyfriend's with me, I'm going, how come both of us are here springtime and he's not getting sinus infections and I am here every freaking week. And he said, you know, it was just your immune system when you were born, this is the cards you got dealt. And then it had me thinking, do we get dealt sort of like vaginal immune systems or is everybody the same and little like daily things just affect us? Or can one person have yeah. a weaker pussy system than the other <laughs> and uh, no this is such terms <laughs> no 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 it's such a good question and i mean mm. uh, as unfortunately the answer is to most most things mm. in vaginal health like we need better research on that mm. topic there are so many questions about the role of genetics the role of i mean we know certain things that are objectively bad for your vaginal health like mm -hmm. do not douche mm -hmm. do not use scented products mm. don't like wash your vagina mm -hmm. you shouldn't be doing that um, we know those things, but there's a lot that we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. For example, um, there's a lot of research showing that Black and Hispanic women are mm -hmm. more likely to have a quote-unquote disrupted vaginal microbiome, mm -hmm. but we don't know why that is. We don't mm -hmm. know also, is there a different definition of healthy that pertains to different populations? Mm -hmm. We don't, and it's unclear, is that a genetic thing? Is that mm -hmm. because of certain cultural practices? Mm -hmm. Or is there actually just a different version of healthy that we've never mm -hmm. acknowledged before? Mm -hmm. And so there's so many question marks about it. I mean, what we do know is that vaginal microbiomes change, right? Because of all of those things I listed before. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't exactly understand why. Um, and that's part of what 
we're trying to change at Evie, right? Trying to see what are the things that work for which people and how can we scale the, mm. I always say there's so much intelligence and knowledge mm. in the communal things that we've had to figure out for ourselves yeah. because we're suffering and we can't <laughs> suffer anymore. And so how do we standardize all of that wealth of yeah. knowledge that the other people with vaginas have created, mm. put data behind it, and then be able to share that with everyone who's looking for it. That is so interesting. And truly, if you guys need a complex vagina to study, I am more than willing to <laughs> offer mine on the table. I tell my gynecologist when I first met her and she was accepting me as a patient, I said, girl, you better just give me a punch card because I'm going to get 10 visits, <laughs> one free every year. I, I go, but you know, we're like, we're good friends at this point. Uh, but that is so interesting to me about the fact that we just don't have enough data to make some assumptions about even certain cultures and race. Like that's, totally. that's a big fucking problem when we already know completely women of color are so disproportionately affected with healthcare in general, that I love you're taking this approach on on giving the power back to us to unfortunately yes. fix the problem ourselves. But I wanted to ask because of your background in um, like ethical algorithmic data yeah. collection, I assume that you probably, you guys have, I, I assume plans with your uh, data collection to make a change in this world. So can you speak a little bit to, or like reveal any secrets of like how Emily <laughs> is just going to like, change all of our healthcare systems and make a better place for that our vaginas. Is so, <laughs> I, I really hope so. Right. I mean, part of what we're, we're thinking about is what, what is, what is healthy? What mm. is unhealthy, right? Mm. Like, how do we not know the answer to that? Right. Mm. I mean, obviously the fact that our clinical definition of these conditions is overgrowth of bacteria. I mean, there is again, lung cancer level, right? There is so much more specificity that we need in these problems, um, which is what we're hoping to start to answer. Mm -hmm. And then starting to really like advocate and put data behind better standards of care, mm -hmm. right? Because like I said, so many people with vaginas have come up with ways to help themselves get better. Mm -hmm. So how do we figure out which of those things work for which people and mm -hmm. scale access to a better standard of care, because unfortunately not everyone has a doctor mm -hmm. who listens to them or yeah. believes them. <laughs> and again, it's not necessarily a doctor's fault that they weren't trained on half of these microbes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't know what any of these things were 10 years ago, wow. right? Yeah. So there's a lot that we need to do to build the data behind new clinical pathways and standards of care that we all deserve, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're really hoping to use our platform mm -hmm. to essentially as we always say, radically reinvent I love the that. way in which we understand and treat the female body, right? And there's so many conditions like that in the female body that are so oversimplified, mm -hmm. misunderstood. We always say everything that ends in syndrome is not an actual <laughs> condition. Like let's, let's get down yeah, to what's actually wow. wrong, right? Yeah. And there's so many conditions in female health that we just stay up here. And because we stay up here, mm -hmm. we have no treatments. We have nothing better to offer. Mm -hmm. um, and we're really hoping to bring the best technology and the best data mm. to these very misunderstood topics mm. so that we can better define the problems and then come up with solution. I didn't even realize um, it, yeah. but as you were talking, I realized I was holding my vagina. Like I'm hugging it right now. Kind of just being like, you know what? We do. We deserve that. Like the fact that you're bringing the best technology, you're bringing it directly to the consumer. We don't have to go through the healthcare system, but it does make me wonder, like, does this business get inherently political ever? Like, are you just going to take your data sets and go like knock on the doors of gynecologists and be like, please look what we've discovered. Or do you have to go like lobby some motherfuckers and be like, Hey, we need funding for this X, Y, and Z. Or like, what do you, 
Do you, do you hope it doesn't go political? Do you hope it does? Is it already? <laughs> That's such a good question. I think like right now we're so focused on giving the standard of care to the people who are coming to us, right? Mm. And I think as you do that, you can start to prove like we can do better. Like mm. there are there is data to say we can do better. And thankfully, actually, in one of the cool things about gynecology is that there is a centralized organization called ACOG or the American College of OBGYNs basically. Um, And they actually write standards and they have really good kind of centralized knowledge around research, best practices. And so if we can help provide the data to say, this should be the gold standard of care, there are tons of people in ACOG who are excited and ready to do better than what they do today, right? It's just as frustrating to your doctor when you come back for the 12th time that they have nothing else to say to you, right? Mm. They want more to say, but just nothing's really been proven yet, right? Mm. And so we're hoping to use our platform to start to prove out better standards of care that can become the guidelines. Mm. And I was going to ask this, but you kind of answered it of like, you know, what, at what, what point do you do a gynecologist visit versus Evie versus like them in tandem? But you hit on a big, a big unfortunate, uh, a common occurrency, which is that, you know, I got to a point even where I went to my gynecologist and they were saying the same thing. They were giving me the same meds and I had to actually bring in research that I had found to be like, well, have we ever tried yeah. and tested this thing or killed this bacteria? And my boyfriend and I then both had to go on antibiotics and like, you know, they're, they're, there is a problem, I think, with not having enough education ourselves on the topics and then bringing them to these doctors who maybe unfortunately are based in old practices and old, you know, yeah. research that we just don't know enough. So where is that balance of like, should everyone yeah. just be ordering an Evy like right now to just like get a baseline or, you know, do we do gynecologists need to be handing these out? Like what, what should our listeners be doing for, with Evie? Yeah, no, I mean, such a good question. I think we, we are hoping to provide people with the information so that they understand their own bodies and Mm. then they can talk to their doctor, right? Mm. So many of our members have unfortunately disengaged from the healthcare system because Mm -hmm. it hasn't worked for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And because they've gone 12 times and they don't want to do that anymore and they can't get other answers. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping to provide people with the research, the education, the knowledge, and frankly, the confidence to go into their doctor and say, okay, I now better understand what's wrong with me. Can we talk about Mm. these two studies? Or can we talk about this thing that we Mm. found? And how, you know, how can you and I come up with a standard of care together Mm. that might be a little bit more personalized than what was, you know, throwing an antibiotic at an overgrowth of bacteria, Mm. right? Because doctors are amazing at coming up with the right way to treat you for your specific condition. They just haven't had the right data and tools to do that, right? Mm. And so we're hoping to provide that kind of upfront education and Mm -hmm. coach you on it and Mm -hmm. give you the information so that then you can actually spend that time with your doctor in the most productive way Mm. to come up with exactly what to do for you. Mm. And so I think it's like, if you have problems, of course, we want to be there to give you the information and help you get on a maybe more specific Mm -hmm. care pathway with your doctor than you could before. But I think so much of this is also realizing like, we've normalized so many of the experiences we have as women yeah. and people with vaginas. Like it is amazing to me how many people have an extremely disrupted vaginal microbiome mm. and are like, I have no symptoms. And then when you tell them, well, these are the common symptoms of the conditions that are associated, they're like, oh, I have all of those things. Uh, I just thought that that was 
normal. I thought it was normal to have pain with sex and it was normal to feel dry. Mm. And so part of it is helping people say like, when people ask you about your symptoms, talk about these things. Mm. These are not, you shouldn't have to experience this. This isn't normal. And that can then actually lead to a more productive conversation with your doctor, because now you actually know how to talk about your symptoms. Right. And unfortunately our medical system doesn't allow for the time for those conversations Mm -hmm. to get to those nuances. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can help tease those things out for you. So then you can actually go have a much more productive conversation. Ugh, I, I just like, as you were telling me all that good juicy goodness about like vaginal, micro, uh, vaginal microbiome health, I was like, your vagina is basically a fortune teller or like some sort of like crystal ball into your health and wellness overall. Is there some things you can yeah. tell us? Like when you just even said, oh, I didn't know it, pain, it wasn't supposed to be painful during sex. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe some of the more unexpected things that we don't know as people that symptoms could be coming from our vaginal microbiome imbalance or unhealthiness? Totally. I mean, there's so many things that I feel like we're just told to live with constantly. And we're just like, you know, just bearing with or dealing with. I think we see that in menstrual health. We see Mm -hmm. that in vaginal health. I mean, I can list kind of some obvious ones. Odor, we always say, you know, it should feel unique, but not offensive, <laughs> meaning it's, your vagina should not smell like flowers. Like it is a body part. It's in like it everyone who sells you products so funny. to make your vagina smell like, like flowers, flowers is lying Get to you. Get out of here. It shouldn't smell like flowers, no. okay? But it shouldn't have like an offensive smell that you're like uh, feeling alarmed about. That's mm-hmm. something you should talk to your doctor mm-hmm. about, right? Mm-hmm. Discharge, again, discharge is normal. I think a lot of times women are and people with vaginas are scared of their mm. discharge. Like I said, a lot of times your discharge is showing you that your vaginal microbiome is acidic and protecting mm. you. Mm. But when it starts to feel abnormal, that can also be a problem. Mm. Um, vaginal pain, redness, swelling, mm. itchiness, dryness, burning, mm. pain with sex, pain with peeing. These are all things that like probably most of us have experienced. Yes. <laughs> and not all of them are entirely your vaginal microbiome, but your vaginal microbiome plays a large role mm. in a lot of these things, right? Mm. And so just paying better attention to the symptoms you're experiencing, realizing that those are not things you should have to deal with. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of members who have none of those symptoms, which can tell you that you don't have to live that way, mm. right? Um, and just knowing that those are things to talk to your doctor about because mm. they aren't they aren't things that we should have to put up with. Yeah, wow. I mean... I can't believe we've been talking for as long as we have because I have been soaking this in. And I, like I said, I generally, I think I'm going to like wrap this episode into an MP3 file and send it to all of my high school teachers and just be like, just play this for all of your vagina owners in your school because this is such important information that I went years not knowing years never being told what bv was like there was always a game of when i went to the gynecologist is it going to be bv or yeast infection i got a kidney infection from a uti that almost killed me when i was in my 20s like there were so many things that i went so freaking long not understanding or not knowing or not even being told and then leaving the doctors or the hospitals with no no better life no better information and i think what you guys are doing over at evie is so, so, so amazing. I hope we stay connected. I'd love to like do whatever I can to help to get this word out because this is just like something that is very important and personal to me. And now that I finally talked to you, I can't wait to send you my, my vagina swab because I was waiting. I was like, wait, I don't want to use it yet because I want to have it for the podcast. Um, but I would like to be in your data, please. Um, but please (laughs) tell the confidants where can they get Evie and, um, I guess like, uh, how to get it and maybe cost and why it costs what it costs. 
Yeah, for sure. So you can get the test at evvy.com. So it's E-V-V-Y.com. And you have two choices. You can either buy the test as a single one-off purchase, or you can become a member, which is how you can track over time what's changing for you, what's working for you, um, and test every three months. If you become a member, each test is $99. Mm-hmm. And if you buy it one-off, it's $130. Oh, and that's so affordable. That's it's like affordable. I mean, it is expensive. <laughs> okay, I know. But I do like to acknowledge that we know it's not, you know, $5. I wish, of course, that right, it could be $5. Sure. sure. Um, but we are doing, like I said, we are bringing the best technology to this mm. problem. And when I started this company, everyone told me that to do the type of testing that I wanted to do, it was going to cost $500 a sample. They were like, there's no way you can do this. Wow. It's never going to be done at scale this way. Um, and so while it is expensive, it is so much cheaper than it's ever been done before. And mm. we are doing our absolute best to make it accessible and affordable because it matters to us a lot that the people who want access to this information can get it. Um, so that that's how you get it and why it's priced the way it is. Well, and I think anyone listening that has had recurrent yeast infections or BV or such confusion with their vaginal health can easily justify $130 compared to the amount I've spent on products that had flowers <laughs> on it or, you know, uh, uh, homeopathic methods like Y'all, vagina owners, let me just tell you, it is worth every penny when you get the insight and information back that you cannot get anywhere else. They are not giving this out at your local pharmacy and your doctor's (laughs) office. Like this is catered just to you. And so I can attest as a user that it is going to be worth every penny for you to have that power and knowledge. And that's why we love this company so much and why I could have a whole nother episode on talking to you about how you were able to turn something that people said was never going to be accessible and affordable into (laughs) such a fairly priced system and all the female founder bullshit you probably went through to raise money for a (laughs) vagina centric product, but you're just going to have to come back and hang out with us another time. Uh, Priyanka, where can the people find you and Evie online? (laughs) Yes. So evie.com and at evie on Instagram, which we actually recently got, which is very exciting. At E-V-V-Y. Um, And on TikTok, we have an amazing team member who really just crushes the TikTok game. So if you want to just laugh about your vaginal health and just (laughs) acknowledge that we've all been there, I strongly recommend checking that out. And seriously, guys, even if you're not going to be able to buy a test right now, go follow them on Instagram and TikTok because you're going to learn so much. It is free to learn more about your vagina when you are following Evie. Yes. So Priyanka, thank you so much for being here. You're an absolute delight. I think what you're doing is so, so important. And please come back. Oh my God, Kelsey, you are amazing. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for uh, being so committed course. to this cause and of being course. so open about it. Um, everyone who owns a vagina is better off because you do what oh, you do. So thank you so much for having Priyanka. us. Oh, coffee not. It's just a big old warm hug for you as you set off into your week. <laughs> Don't forget, you can rate this episode five stars. All the information Priyanka has been talking about is going to be linked in the episode below, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Say 
goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.